It is episode 15, and we are talking all of the major headlines in professional wrestling. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. No Mike this week. He is out on vacation enjoying the hot Florida sun. Lucky son of a... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. Well, I don't know. With the heat index being 110 here, it's probably 150 down there. With the humidity and stuff, I guarantee you he is. His shirt... Ah, never mind. Anyway. (laughs) Dan, we missed you last week. Yeah, working... Yeah. Overtime. Get it when you can. Make that money. Make, make that money is make right. That, get that paper. I'm going to get a few more overtime hours before the weekend's up. Yeah. So Great. We're cleaning out. We're gonna, I'm going to start working from home, so I don't know if that's going to be a curse or a or good thing, but <laughs> we'll find out soon. <laughs> uh, big news. Uh, at least it's big to me. Um, NWA Wrestling looks like they're going to get, get um, some of their stuff on TV. Yeah, um, I don't know which which promotion they're going to start with. Um, really, um, it's not it. It didn't involve a specific uh, region like NWA Mid South or anything. The tweet that you said. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were talking about that before we we got online here, and uh, you know, I don't know uh, what the end game is for that. You know, if that's going to be a, a cross promotion of several regions, maybe which I'm that hoping would be, that would be really cool. That would be really cool. You know, a couple of matches. Uh, you know, you might visit what three regions a week, have yeah, an hour long yeah. program, have a couple of matches from each region, and, maybe or something. I don't know, but that'd be cool because you know the empire is in all of them, right? Yeah, yeah, they are, and and you could see just different. Not matches. quite all of them, but uh, right. from Texas to down to Louisiana and up to. Up to uh, here in Dyersburg in this area and everything, and they're. But they're how, how cool would that be just to see different empire yeah. sects? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like um, back in the day when um, the WWE was doing the Nation of Domination, and you had the Memphis chapter that was led by PG thirteen, mm-hmm. and um, who was in that? Uh, Reggie B. Fine was in. It. I think Spellbinder was in it. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. So. They'd always show up randomly on uh, WWE TV. Those the Memphis chapter would. Yeah, you know. And I think PG thirteen had a couple matches, and then they would all. They never really when they did the Nation thing, they came out and would just lead them out with a rap. Yeah, that was well. Like, I I and uh, Wolfie D was the one who rapped, and I actually I had the honor of stepping stepping in the ring with Wolfie D about four years ago. And uh, you know he he's a really really cool guy. He's an artist. Uh, for those of you that don't know, and I highly recommend everybody go to barbershopwindow.com. He designed a T-shirt, and it says "I'm a heel fan," and it has Green Goblin and Spider Man in a wrestling ring with a referee, you know, on top of Green Goblin counting counting him out, you know, and he's got he's got Spider Man against the ropes choking him. And uh, it is, it's one of the most awesome things, uh, but it was drawn by Wolfie D. And when you see it, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. What was the website again? Barbershopwindow.com. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's a pro wrestling t-shirt site. You oh, know, okay. they put up a lot of different things. And he designed a couple of things. And he, he's actually designed a couple of things for different uh, well-known independent wrestlers. Cool. Uh, so uh, you can, you can uh, I think it's the art of uh, Wolfie D., I think is the is his Facebook page. He posts a lot of stuff on there, and uh, he's also on Facebook as Warren Wolf, I believe. Uh, that might be his personal one. So don't okay. I don't know if you want to friend him on that or or send him a friend request or not on that. But uh, the art of Wolfie D, I believe, or the art of Warren Wolf, maybe I'll look that up and uh, I'll get okay. that by the end of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's a super cool guy. I want to have him on too. I, I need to send him a message. That, did you uh, ever work with Jamie Dundee? No. Uh, Jamie. He's a little out there, wasn't he? Jamie's got a reputation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we don't want any heat on us from someone he's, like he, him. But. He's got a reputation that precedes him, actually. I follow and, him on Twitter. I see what he says. Yeah, you know, and people, you know, people want to get PG thirteen back together and book book have booked Wolfie and uh, Jamie, you know, occasionally together. 
uh, in the past two or three years, I believe. Uh, it, it hasn't been very recently, though, because mm-hmm. um, uh, Wolfie's kind of stepped away from the limelight and done his own thing and everything. The one thing I do remember from the Nation of Domination thing was, uh, I think it was WrestleMania 13, and it was a street fight between the Nation of Domination, the entire faction, versus the Road Warriors, uh, Legion of Doom, mm-hmm. and uh, Ahmed Johnson. I remember that. And PG-13 were the guys that ended up taking the double doomsday device because yeah. they were both on uh, Ahmed Johnson and Animal's shoulders and Hawk jumped off yeah, the top and, and clotheslined both, both of them off the top. And I, th- I want to say it was a hardcore match, too. Like, they had a whole bunch of weapons. It was a street fight or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It was just a – but it, the whole thing was just a knockdown, drag-out fight, you yeah. know, the, from start to finish. And that was one of the high spots I remember from that match was like – because I saw it on YouTube and it was like, man, I got to see that whole match. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, but yeah, we'll we'll get him on here. I I need to send him a message. It's been a while since I've talked to Wolfie. Yeah, man, so. I'd love to talk to him. Yeah, but uh, we were back on the NWA mids, NWA yeah. TV thing. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, I hope it's a chance that the guys that we have friends on the show that work for NWA Mid South, mm-hmm. Greg Anthony, Alan will work go out there and work for them. Yep. So every so often, and you know, I really hope it's something that turns into something good for them because just talking from Greg. You know, he loves wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg's always been a student of the game for as long as I can remember actually knowing him, you know. Uh, and, you know, he, he has tremendous respect for professional wrestling, not sports entertainment. Right. Professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he, he he turned me into a pro wrestling guy, you know, real quick and everything. So, it's you know, it, it it me and him always would talk history and everything. And one of the one of the conversations I had with Greg was, uh, oh, I, I always compared myself to Dean Malenko in the ring. You know, mm-hmm. he was one of, he was one of the guys I modeled myself and my wrestling style after, which is everything. a damn good choice. Yes, in my opinion. Yes, and uh, he, he, I would I would wear a leather biker jacket or a leather biker vest out to the ring. Well, he would always kid me and say. Dean Malenko never wore a vest out to the ring. Like, <laughs> I said, and I googled a picture and I sent it to him, you know, and it was it was it was uh, Dean Malenko, you know, and he he even said something to the effect of, you know, he never wore clothes to the ring because I would close my vest up as I walked to the ring and then open it up when I got in the ring or whatever, you know, and take it off. <laughs> but he would be like, oh, he never he never wore his vest closed, you know. And sure enough, I found a picture of Dean Malenko wearing closed vest, and I sent it to him. He's like, yeah, he did. <laughs> so that's how specific you want to get with Greg, you know. Well, so. I, I just I really hope because, you know, we need more companies like NWA Mid-South. You know, I, like I, don't, I don't know, you know, it, it, it really is like, so much wrestling on TV, you know, yes. and I feel like if they overload it right now, they're not going to go anywhere. Right, and and since you brought that up, they announced SummerSlam will be four hours long. Good lord! <laughs> so so look, well, it so, usually is four hours long. No, what are, no, the no, big no, no, four are no, usually no, four hours. WrestleMania long. is the only four hour one. Well, I remember them for a year or two. They would have uh, a four hour pay per view for like SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and the well, big four there. Just look at. That week it's going to be Sunday four hour SummerSlam, Monday a three hour Raw, Jeez. Tuesday one hour of Tough Enough, yep. Wednesday you've got one hour of NXT, and then like what is it Wednesday you've also got Ring ROH, of Honor and TNA on the and uh, and Lucha Underground and Lucha Underground, but I think they just finished up. Yeah, and that's a lot of wrestling for one week. It is. You, it, you have to have a DVR to watch all the right, wrestling. Yeah, and. I, in some weeks, I just don't get, have enough time to get to all of it. I I, I know I don't. Um, you know, um, when I come home, I want to unplug. I don't want to really right. do anything. You know, or be forced to watch anything. And, but <laughs> I'll get on the network and watch old pay per views. You know, I watch right. I watch yeah, something from like eighty five or you something. Know, you know, if I'm going to bed, I'll throw something up on the tablet just to fall asleep to. You mm-hmm. know, watch like De- Invasion is always one of my favorite pay per views to watch. Oh yeah, um, I hated uh, the end of that though. Yeah, that was not. We can ha- that's another discussion. Yeah, that's another discussion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reason I hope this works out for NWA Mid-South is it's one closer to kind of getting back to territories. Yeah. So that when these wrestlers get called up through them, they don't get to NXT and, and Raw, mm-hmm. you know, looking like they just stepped into a wrestling ring. Right, right. So it, And plus, it, 
you know, it gives you something, a local product to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Memphis, I really wish we could get back on the map. Yeah. As far as wrestling wise. And, and there's a chance, too. You've got Wildfire. Yeah. MEW. Mm-hmm. NWA Mid South. Mm hmm. Uh, any the other? Velocity Pro. Oh, I haven't uh, heard of that one. They're, yeah, be happy you didn't. Oh. Uh, <laughs> There's RSFW. They're, they're an old IWA. Oh, okay. um, they're an old IWA affiliate. They just changed names into like Velocity Pro Wrestling or something like that. I don't know. Oh, there's RS or VCW or something like that. I RSWF, I think. RSWF. You know, it, it's so funny. It's like the seven years that I wrestled, there was no promotions in Memphis. I quit wrestling, and now all of a sudden, there's six promotions in Memphis. You know, any Friday night or Saturday night, there's three wrestling shows going on and, in Memphis now, and and that's just in Memphis. You know, you yeah. got ASWF in Arkansas. Yep. TCW. Yep. Or is TCW still around? TCW's in syndication. Okay. It is not dead. Okay. I've, I talked in depth with Matt uh, Matt Riviere about that, uh, and if we ever get Matt on the show, I can we can talk with him about it here too. But TCW is not dead. The TCW title is actually the NWA Mid South Unified Heavyweight Title now. And uh, if you ever see the belt, it's massive. It's the most. It's just the most god awful huge belt I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. It rivals. It rivals everything. It rivals everything. It absolutely rivals like the world heavyweight title, the old NWA belt that Ric Flair used to carry around. Mm-hmm. It probably dwarfs that damn thing. <laughs> so I mean, it, and then, uh, but no, TCW is in syndication. It is in. It is not dead. It has not been shut down, you know. And I'm. I. I even go so far as to say I'm pretty sure that Matt Riviera still has the full rig of equipment that he had when he it was still running and gunning every month or so. So, <clears throat> um, let me ask you this: If you've seen this title, it's um, it's held. It's an NWA Television title. It looks like the worst title I think I've ever seen a person Uh-oh. hold. Andrew Steele holds it. Yeah. I guess right at the moment. Have you ever seen that belt? Uh, let me see here. Is that not the NWA television title? <laughs> Is that not? That's looked like something from the 80s. Yeah. What the hell happened it looks, there? It looks like somebody got a piece of construction paper and printed out NWA wrestling and super glued it to a title. It looks like that cardboard belt we used to hang around with at Lasertron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pointed out to me by my buddy George at Crunk Buck. 4D. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they need to work on their that that uh, branch of the Indo. I don't know. Maybe it, I, I might be. I might be making fun of something I shouldn't be there. But yeah, we that, don't want that any doesn't look us, right. Uh, <laughs> it's, the guy that holds it, it looks weird. In this picture is the package Andrew Steele. Yeah. Um, what what uh, region is that out of? Does that say Grand Blanc, Minnesota? Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. We'll, if we're if you're ever on Andrew, we'll we'll talk about the title. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Andrew. <laughs> Moving on, uh, we don't have to talk about this too long, but I, w- I did want to mention it. Um, WWE had to retire today. Yes, uh, Layla, Layla, the the diva with the longest tenure in the company's history. Yep, nine years. Yeah, eight or been, nine years. Golly, man. And you know, I. And she won the diva search. That's how she started. Yeah. So you know those diva searches are good for something. And you know she was a part of the. Um, she did that gimmick with uh, Michelle McCool. Yes, they were flawless. Yes, and, and they and split was, the women's title in that half. That was and, actually highly entertaining because yeah. they gave them mics and they would talk shit during their oh, match. Oh yeah, now mm-hmm. I thought that was actually pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. And then she got stuck with a whole bunch of bad gimmicks and. Yeah, but she was a trooper. Well, she was she was dancing with Fandango for a little while there. Yep. Wasn't that she? was that yeah. was I think that was her last big gimmick. Yeah. So I sent out a tweet from our at Oversell Podcast account. Go follow us on Twitter. Just to at to uh, Layla and I just said thank you, Layla. Yeah. Thank you for everything you did. You I thought you were highly entertaining for the WWE Divas. Division. Uh, lover or hater, she was a fixture in the Divas division for a very very right. long time. She, she put a dent in well, the Divas division. You know, one thing she did when she was doing that whole. Um, Lay cool thing, mm-hmm. and she was playing to the crowd. Yep, and which is a extreme lost art. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Layla. Good luck in your retirement, and whatever you retired folks do, enjoy. Yep. Um, Cena's nose. 
What what do you think about that? <laughs> I haven't actually seen the video of it happening. Oh, I saw the video. That knee looked pretty. But uh, like I like I said before, I'll bet Cena never takes his eyes off of Rollins' knees again. Yeah, and you know, I bet <laughs> I, I bet when he got out of that ring, Vince and Trip probably have it probably came close to having a heart attack after. Yeah, you don't. That's not natural for your nose to look like a question mark. No. Um, but you know what? He toughed it out. He finished the match. And that says something mm-hmm. for Cena. I know I've been uh, I've been tattooed in the face before by a boot. I've had a boot print upside my face. And, I've had know, one upside my head. I mean, it's it's no joke, you know. And uh, broken nose, you know, all it takes is two inches the wrong direction, and you get that. Yep. So, and you know, um, I bet it hurt like hell when they snapped that oh back into place. Oh God, I can't oh. imagine. But uh, Cena's a trooper. Yeah, yeah. Cena's a trooper. I'd. Props to Cena and props, uh, props to Rock too. Did you see the dislocation, the dislocated finger yeah. he posted from filming? Oh man, that looked disgusting. Yeah, I I actually suffered a dislocated pinky finger. Uh, my hands went into the mat, and my pinky finger on my left, or yeah, my left, my pinky finger on my left hand got bent completely back the opposite direction, Oof. and I did not see it. I didn't look at it. I felt it. And you know it, it was it immediately registered, and it was right at the front of the match too. And so, like, I reached down, I I grabbed that pinky finger, and I said, "All right, well, I'm in the wrestling ring." So I just literally bent that thing back the opposite direction right then and there. I took a deep breath and went, huh, "All right, let's wrestle." Because <laughs> oh, I'm like, "Okay, that's, it's that's... back the right direction. I can feel it." And I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I never once looked at my hand the whole oh, time it was would, bent backwards. I would have thrown up oh, had I looked at your hand, or had I done that to my hand and had to pop it back into it, place. It, it's a. It's the weirdest feeling you will ever feel. And I still have like a piece of tendon that sticks out in the tip joint, mm-hmm. right there. That last little joint that is it hits before the end of your finger. I've got a piece of tendon that still sticks out that reminds me of that I did that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know if it's just a piece of dead tendon that's going to hang there the rest of my life, probably. But it's there, and you know, it's a reminder of uh, yeah, <laughs> you were stupid and stuck your hands into the mat diving for somebody one night. <laughs> Do you remember who the match was against? It was against Eric Wayne. Oh. I remember that. It was against Eric Wayne, and uh, Eric, I think he was, I was above him, and I was about to dive down and try to waist lock him or face lock him from the uh, opposite side. And all my fingers went the right direction but one. Uh, well, um, Eric Wayne, go ahead. and hit, They gave us a plug, so I'll give him a plug. Be sure to listen to them. They are on the KO radio on the local X app. Um, him and Josh McClain, it's pretty entertaining, high energetic stuff. What else would you expect from someone like Josh McClain? What all they talk about on there? Pro wrestling. Pro wrestling too? Yeah. All right. Um, they'll get interviews. Eric will talk to, you know, when he goes works and show, I think he'll talk to a couple of guys. I mean, and, and then Josh comes in and it's just Josh McClain. Mm-hmm. That dude, that dude has nothing but energy. You know, uh, I, I friended Josh on Facebook after he saw me wrestle out in Millington uh, a couple of years ago. Um, we got, uh, there was Millington Mayhem or something like that, and it was out to USA Baseball Stadium. And then they're, fi- they're fixing to come up with uh, Millington Mayhem 2.0 and uh, Poker Face. Uh, that would be a good show for us to go to because uh, it's very you know enjoyable. It uh, it's in September, but okay. uh, I'll get I'll contact Poker Face. We'll get him on here. We'll get him to talk about it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be great. I'm all about trying to get to more local shows. And, yeah. So get out there and listen to KO Radio. Those are some KO Radio. It's a good, entertaining show. So, um, other big news in WWE, uh, Dan, I know you don't have cable, you don't have USA, but tough enough this week, man. They got, they, they, they keep cutting promos on each other. I'm getting clips of this off of the WWE's Facebook and they keep cutting promos on each other about, you don't want this. I want this. I want to be in WWE. You don't want to be in WWE, you know, this other stuff and everything. This week, it wasn't really a promo per se. Mata, who was eliminated. Yeah. When they're showing the recorded stuff, he don't he wasn't cutting a promo, and he got in ZZ's face, you know, and he just said, "Do you think you can beat me in this competition?" Mm-hmm. It wasn't a promo or anything. He was asking him. Yeah. And ZZ said, "No." Huh? You're you're going for a WWE contract, and you're going to tell the guy no, no. And guess who got voted off? The guy that asked him the question. 
Mata got voted off? Yeah. Wow. I mean, and he had the look. He looked. Yeah, like I saw. A the, I saw Mata. He was the one going off. And ZZ's, the, ZZ's the shorter guy with he's the, the necklace the one, or whatever. He's, yeah, the guy from um, Louisiana. Okay. And uh, actually, Miz, who took over for Hulk Hogan, which we are going to go. I want to talk to you in depth later on. He took over for Hulk Hogan as that's, a judge. That's a terrible choice. I'm sorry. I, I'm. I'm thinking you could. You had a chance to make the show better, and you didn't. Well, they they would have to change the rules, and I don't know if legally they can mm-hmm. to for it to change, for it to be more entertaining. But um, Miz used a save. Mm-hmm. Angela, he used his save on Angela. She was in the bottom three. She's the blonde headed, um, model looking more model looking chick. Yeah. Um, and he saw in her, she, he saw a marketable look. Um, she gets reactions from people, whether it's a boo or a cheer. And he said, you know, and you can see his point is that's the whole point of it is reactions. Yeah. So he saved her. Had he not, she would have been gone. She would have gone home. Matt and ZZ would still be there. Wow. So, and Paige got pissed. That she, he saved her? That he used to save on her. Really? And now Mata is gone. Wow. And ZZ has got to go. He doesn't have, the, he does it's a 10 week program. Now see. This is different from when we talked two or three weeks ago because you were like, ZZ's going to win. ZZ no, no, needs no, no, to no. win. La, la, la. No, no, no. He's going to win yeah. because of the popular vote. Okay. He needs to go home. He needs to go home. He needs to be in a program. I mean, this To is, develop. Yeah. This is a 10-week program. That He needs more time than that to now, get in a better shape. Now, how specific is the contest? Does it say you get a main roster contract? You get a $250,000 contract. Okay. Which the who, the winner of this... Is going to get buried in developmental for a while. Yeah, we may never see them on TV. I don't know. You may see them on NXT in a squash match here or there. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, the one guy I think that would have made us been a star got voted off, Patrick, mm-hmm. which he was on Jim Ross's podcast this week, and it was an amazing interview. Yeah, um, he's just a fan. He's only nineteen years old, so he's got he's got time. Was that the black guy? Yes. Okay. Um, he. Um, He's on, like I said, him and ZZ are 19 years old, so there's time for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, ZZ can I, ZZ can connect to a crowd. I'll give him that. People like him. That's why he's still on the show. Let me let me ask this: What is the longest anybody has been in the business on Tough Enough? Well, Johnny Mundo is still in the business. Johnny no, 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 no. I mean, like on the current season, on the current season, is like what's the long, what's who's got the longest amount of? I think Patrick, years, maybe I guess. Or? I, oh, I think Patrick's been training in the his. Some indie training. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, ZZ has none. Uh, Tanner has a UFC background or mm-hmm. um, an MMA background, but I don't know if he has any professional wrestling experience. I don't know really, and yeah, I don't know of any of the other contestants that have any. Okay, so it's just a bunch of guys that it's have a bunch no of, wrestling experience. It's, it's a bunch of greenies. And, okay, um, and See, that's why I don't like this. Well. You why know, don't you why don't you put some guys in there that have been in their business for five, six, seven, eight years? That's what years? they did with that's what and it worked with St- when Stone Cold did it. Yeah. A lot of those guys were indie guys. I like the Stone Cold one. Yeah, I like that I like that season of Tough Enough I and it was the, watchable. I thought the first season of Tough Enough was probably the best. Mm-hmm. It was but you know, it was a lot of greenhorns that didn't know anything about taking a bump or mm-hmm. anything. But you got to see them train. Yeah. And you got to see them learn more and more and actually some of them came in tv version of yeah. tough enough yeah yeah, yeah. It, that was probably the best season because uh maven won um and i don't know it, it was just greater and what they're doing with this tough enough is they are showing a lot of they do a lot of periscoping mm-hmm. um they do a lot of vines they do a lot of quick videos showing these guys training and they actually are Taking bumps, um, I think but they're this, wearing headgear and yeah. shit. You know, yeah, you're softballing these guys. Um, they're learning hip tosses. It's all that they can do drop down body slam spots. So, um, and it, it's funny to watch Billy Gunn in these training sessions because, you know, he's starting to get to where when you mess up, he gets pissed because oh, yeah. now's not the time. You know, it's, these certain spots they should have nailed down, drop down, or I think it's tackle, drop down. P- body slam and they they they're still messing that up and i think that's starting oh, to get to God. him so but these are untrained wrestlers they're still learning their craft i mean you know you were you trained for what two years i trained for two years solid before i ever stepped into a ring mm-hmm. so i mean you know and that that was twice a week 
um, sometimes three times a week, you know. Um, I'd go in Mondays and Thursdays, I think it is, uh, over there at the uh, wrestling school in West Memphis, uh, Nightmare Ken Wayne. I'd go over there Mondays and uh, Thursdays, and sometimes we'd show up on Sundays and do, you know, and you know, for three or four hours we were in there bumping, doing reps, working out, you know, doing spots, whatever, you know, whatever we needed to do, we were doing it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for people to come in there and be all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh, you know, I don't have any wrestling experience and I'm going to get a $250,000 contract. That's kind of a slap in the face, really, you know? Mm-hmm. So, oh, we're going to give a $250,000 contract to a guy that doesn't know anything about wrestling, but we're going to teach him how well, to know about wrestling. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, that. And based on the popular vote of the fans. Yeah. And I told Mike this last week. I don't know if you got the chance to listen. This is the way it should have been done. You got your three judges. Mm-hmm. You got your host and Chris Jericho, and you bring in a cele- maybe you bring in a celebrity judge each week. Mm-hmm. So that's five people, right? Right. Um, the three main judges they call out their top bottom three. Then those five get together and they vote on who goes. Mm-hmm. So that way, with five people, you can't have a tie. Now, when it gets to the bottom two or the last two men and the last two women, then you bring in the popular vote because. Yeah. These are going to be four people that the judges want. Mm-hmm. That makes I don't that makes the most sense than just having the popular vote because ZZ's going to win this competition and then you're never going to see him again. Yep. And because he I just don't think he can get his cardio up to a level it needs to be. Adam whatever his name was and um, what was his what's his face you know. He won that last season at Tough Enough and then disappeared. Oh, that was uh, Silent Rage, Andy Levine. Andy Levine, there you go. Yeah, and that dude was like, I think he got busted for PEDs or, I don't know. Something. Uh, And then they just didn't want anything to do with him because he was lazy, supposedly. Right, right. So it was like, wow, okay, y'all picked a winner there. (laughs) 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 But that's, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's getting harder and harder to watch it when you know, when you look at it like the most undeserving guy. Yeah. Is going to end up winning. Now there's still yep. one super huge guy that's left, uh, Big Josh, mm-hmm. and he still has that big WWE look. Uh, he just needs a little bit more character development. Um, but yeah, let Patrick getting off. Patrick being voted off that show, it has killed. I probably, uh, I probably wouldn't be able to watch it just solely on them cutting the way they cut promos. <laughs> well, Patrick cut a good promo. Yeah. Um, and Mata, I think he won the pro the promo contest or challenge, hmm. but then on t- they do you know afterwards, and you can watch this on the network. They do tough talk, mm-hmm. and they talk to the one that was um, eliminated, and then uh, one episode, Mata and Patrick cut promos on each other, and Patrick cut a promo, and it destroyed Mata. And Mata, I think even afterwards, Mata was like, "Well, fuck." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one uh, you, one uh, we talked. Me and Mike talked about this, and I really wanted to talk to you about it. Okay. Reports are that there are WWE officials that do not see Kevin Owens as a main eventer. I would tend to agree with that. Why? He doesn't have the look. He does not have the look that they want. I mean, it, as a as a independent wrestler, yes, he has something. Okay. Well, he has the in. He has. He has what an independent wrestler needs. He does not have what a WWE superstar is expected to have, though. What's that? A healthy body. Okay. Okay. All right. I can trump that with two names, but go ahead. Well, no. I mean, a a healthy body and just... And and Greg... Excuse me. Greg Anthony pointed this out to me, you know, back back when we interviewed him. There's no emotion in his promos. He, and you know, maybe it's because I haven't watched him and this is the first I'm seeing of him, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And I've I've seen clips of him through the indies over the years about, you know, doing different moves and everything. You know, he's this, this great, agile, big guy and everything and he can do all this stuff. But I, I haven't ever really seen him cut a promo, you know? Mm-hmm. So the promos are coming off dry on me as a pro wrestling guy. You know, and it's just him basically sitting here talking like I am right now, 
no emotion whatsoever, and you have to buy into what I'm talking about. No, you have to do the work to buy in what I'm talking about because you're listening to me. I don't have to change my voice or anything because my emotion is in state and everything. You you should know by look, listening to me over the you know past 13 years I've been doing independent wrestling. No, nobody knows you, dude. Well, <laughs> now, you know, with, with his promos, to me, it's his character. That's him. Yeah. You're, you're not getting an over-the-top guy. It's his character. Just, and, I, and I actually think it's turned up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and far- Now, that one bit of emotion that he showed when he lost it after Cena beat him that one time at the pay-per-view, not, the, not this last time when he tapped, but I think there was a time before that when he did beat him at a pay-per-view or beat him in a match or the something. First, yeah, the- and he, he lost it and just started laughing. I like that. Yeah. Play yeah. off of that. Yeah. Turn into the guy Which, that when he loses it, he starts laughing and just going berserk and shit. That's what needs to happen. You don't need to come out there and just be like, well, I've been in the wrestling business for 13 years, and I've only had in the WWE for one year, and I got a pinfall victory on Cena. <laughs> you know, and not have any emotion in your voice. Well, emotion is everything when you're trying, especially when you're trying to draw people in. Emotions are everything. Well, did French do French Canadians really have emotions? Though? I don't know. <laughs> but I want to go back to your to your body point because I can think of two people off the top of my head. Okay, Yokozuna, yeah, and Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes was one of the most over guys of all time. Yeah, didn't have the body for it. Mm-hmm. So I I just I don't think that right now Triple H doesn't have that body mentality. Yeah. He has solid but promos and solid work in the ring. We're not we're not in the era of, you know, character wrestlers anymore, though. No, you know, no, we're not. in we're in the era of personality wrestlers. This is this this is this WWE superstar's personality. He's a dancer. He's Fandango. We, he dances out to the ring and he does all this. That's that's it's more of a personality thing than it is a character, really. Mm-hmm. Now, when you play into the character aspect, you get the more of the humor side and all that other stuff going on, and that's when you have the dance-offs between Great Kali and Fandango and stuff like that. That's the character side, and that's where the sports entertainment kicks in. You know, it's sports entertainment. It's not professional wrestling anymore because Kali and Fandango are out there dancing. <laughs> so, I mean, and that and that in that respect, WWE is no longer professional wrestling. Yes. They have too much of that going on. So, what are they looking for? They're looking for somebody who can change characters over time. Yes, Kevin Owens. Boom. I'm an independent wrestler. I'm a fighter. Fight Owens, fight. That's my character. That's my personality. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay? What happens when that character fizzles out? What have I got to offer? I I just, I don't, I think... I don't see that character fizzling out because it's himself. He's not a character. He's Kevin Owens. Even Cena changed with the times. Well, that even th- Cena. Cena came out there cussing and rapping and you know cutting promos and and dropping Eddie Guerrero on a tire <laughs> of all things for God's <laughs> sakes, you know, and doing all that shit. And now, straight up guy. He'll rap every now and then when the occasion calls for when it. When the rock shows up. When the rock shows up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, good example. Good example. <laughs> when the rock shows up, yeah, I got to turn the heat on. Well, yeah. But no, you know, even even Cena had to change his character with the times. Well, and yeah, and, and how does how do how do you change the Owens character? You don't. It's I, a fight Owens fight character. It's well, you either I, get it or you well, don't. You know what I think you, know? you do? Uh, he loses in the next match. He loses. He snaps, mm-hmm. and he just power bombs a guy four times, and then people have to come out and pull him off. I think he was doing that before. Uh, he, yeah, I don't. In NXT, his character I thought worked. Maybe it was because it was smaller crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you come in your first pay per view, would you pin John Cena? I mean, that's big. That's a hell of a push. Right. Especially when you've already had, what, five freaking U.S. title matches against Rusev, and you're trying to get Rusev right. over as a monster? Right. You know? I mean, you you had five freaking matches straight of pay-per-views just back-to-back-to-back of Rusev this and Rusev that. And, oh, he's he a Russian monster. He came into monster. WrestleMania in a fucking tank. Yeah! <laughs> Which was, like, the coolest entrance ever. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it had a cooler entrance than John Cena did. Right. <clears throat> 
But you know, I, I I'm really hoping it's just the jury's still out <clears throat> on Kevin Owens. I don't. I hope they don't. You know, for his sake, I hope they don't screw it up. I really don't. Right. You know, well, they they, they kind of already have because you know you saw. I know you saw the big brawl between Undertaker and Brock, right? Yeah. Kevin Owens was part of the crew that broke it up. Well. He was out there with God. Brad Maddox was out there trying to break that stuff up, and Kevin Owens was out there. God, we haven't seen Brad Maddox in <laughs> Seth Rollins a wasn't year. out there. Um, you know, of course, John Cena wasn't out there breaking it up. Mm-hmm. That to me, that shows that they really don't, and I don't see why they don't have faith in him. You know, you gotta start. You gotta have faith in these guys, and you gotta just let them go do their thing. Mm-hmm. I, and me and Mike talked about it, and I'm not trying not to go on a rant about it again, but it's Kevin Dunn looking over his shoulder. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about Kevin Dunn. I think I don't think Kevin Dunn has as much pull as you think he does. I think anymore. I, it, you, anymore. As long as as long as Vince is in charge, he's going to listen to Kevin Dunn. And hmm. Kevin Dunn is going to be in his ear as long as Vince is in charge. Well, uh, I don't. I, I'm, I'll say it again. I just I don't think Kevin Dunn has the pull you think he does. Uh, well, there's not there's not one guy <clears throat> there's not one guy in the back save Vince that you know has that pull. Save Vince, Triple he, H, he, he may and not, Stephanie. He may not be he may not have the pull, but he's whispering in his ear, giving I'm McMahon sure he thought. Is. That's that's my I'm point sure is, he is he's like hey you know. But if you ever go back in the back, you'll understand what I mean because there's there is. Well, yeah, you got God, there's tw- there's a thirty twenty five or thirty man writing team for SmackDown, and you know for yeah. SmackDown, <laughs> you know if they got rid of a lot of those writers and bookers and stuff, you know, just had one booker, one writer working together, I guarantee you, this product that they put out would be a lot better. Shit, if they just cut the writing team in half, the product would be better. Yeah, I mean, because you it, wouldn't it, have too many hands in the pot. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I mean, it, it, I can tell you right now, just off the experience of being on the indie level, if you got more than one booker in the damn building, you got problems. Well, yeah, you want that one guy to answer to, and that one guy that's tough enough to say, "Go get, go back to your locker." Yeah, don't talk stupid. Yeah, go back to your locker. You know, and it, with the with the with with uh, you know the whole break with the. <laughs> the break <laughs> with the whole. I think I need to take a break. <laughs> no, with with the whole book, with the whole Booker thing though. I mean, I saw it time and time again. You know, you had you know you had one guy that they came to and they said, okay, we want you booking it, and then another guy would come in and say, no, I don't want to do it this way. Let's do it that way, and then he'd just kind of like you know edge his way into kind of a booking seat and then kind of advisory seat, and then before you know it, there's three or four guys trying to tell the main booker how to book the show. You don't do that. You have a booker. That's it. Yeah, I guarantee you probably – the booker is probably the most stressful job. It is. I can only imagine. I booked my last show, and it's the last show I'll ever book. (laughs) (laughs) it literally it literally drove me up the wall because i told people the week before the show starts at seven be here at seven my guys were still showing up at the building at 7 30 and 7 45 sorry man (laughs) couldn't uh, i couldn't get here couldn't get here couldn't get uh, okay whatever you know so I had to rearrange the card like three or four different times. I had to have two or three promos back to back because my matches weren't there. You know, like for God's sake, guys. You know, I'm and I was. These were people I was paying. You know, these were people I was paying. You know, the promotion was paying to be there. You know, it's so like for God's sakes. You know, if you don't show up on time, you're not going to have a job in the real world. Right. So if you don't show up on time and you're you know you're always behind your later whatever in the wrestling world, you're not going to have a job there either, you know, because <laughs> it's kind of the point for you to show up and put on a match. So, but yeah, the whole stress of put it, putting it together, booking that match and everything, because I was going to take over a booking position, and then that whole that whole thing happened, and I was like, hell no, that ain't that ain't something I want to do. So, but uh, anyway. We are going to take a quick break. We will. This is professional wrestling legend, downtown Bruno, who is privileged enough 
to be on the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Be sure you are following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropnuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan, all be, spelled out. I think it's Wolf Mike 21 for Wolf Mike. Wolf Mike 23. 23, 23. So go give Wolf Mike a follow, too. Let's not leave him out. Also, be sure to go to OversellPodcast.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes. And you can also click on that little Amazon link once you get done listening to right below the player. And buy some stuff on Amazon. Any money you spend on Amazon... We get a little kickback. There are no extra fees, no hidden fees, anything like that. We just get a small commission on any item that is sold through that link on our webpage. Click on it. Give us money. (laughs) (laughs) We like money. So, uh, Dan. Yo. Big news after we recorded last week. Of course, it couldn't happen while we recorded last week. No, no, no. um, Hulk Hogan. Oh, Lord. We (laughs) we have to talk about this situation. It's a very weird Uh, situation. Yeah. It happened eight years ago. Actually, this was two years ago. Okay. It was in 2012. Okay. Um, and you know, it, this like, is the sex tape thing, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And you know, it's it's weird because like apparently Bubba the Love Sponge let Hulk Hogan have his way with his wife or something, right? But then recorded it. Yeah. And recorded to him saying you know, some just, bad things. This reeks of extortion. Yeah. It, it reeks and, of and, just. Well, and then it sold to Gawker. Yeah. And Hulk Hogan suing Gawker. And you he know, was suing wh- them for five hundred thousand dollars before. I'm sure that's quadrupled by now. And you know, he said horrible things. Yeah, he he, he did, but he thought he was in private. Right. You know, it's right. a private. It was a private conversation, and that's the thing is like, you're never really in private anymore no, in this no, day and not, age. Not with social media, ever. And Periscope, and um, speaking of which, you know what? I'm going to fire up the Periscope. See yeah, if yeah, I can yeah, get yeah, any yeah. Viewers, um, but. Uh, you know, it's sad that because of this, you know, WWE, it almost seems like they are getting him, giving him the Crispin Wall treatment. Yeah. I yeah. think they're just covering their bases at the moment. I, I really hope so. Once his legal troubles are over, you'll probably see him back within a year or two. You know, they just want to cover their bases and be sure they're not involved but, legally with anything. And I was on um, the Word of the Bay podcast, a podcast that is um, out of Tampa Bay. Uh Talks about nothing but Tampa Bay sports, hosted mm-hmm. by Kyle, Jonathan, and Nick. But um, the weird thing about it, with and I was discussing it with them, is the company that fired this man is the same guy that put three Mexicans on miniature John Deere. Juan Deere. Well, I'm sorry. Juan Deere. <laughs> uh, Juan Deere. Get it right, man. Juan Deere um, lawnmowers and had them come into the ring. Yep. It, it's... You know, Los Guerreros, why were they famous? They were lying, lying and cheating, cheating and, and stealing. stealing and coming to the ring on a lowrider you currently with have, You currently have two Mexican guys coming out as bullfighters and have a midget bull. So, exactly. I mean, you know, uh, and and wh- how many African-American champions has the WWE had? That I, Now, that's, that's another thing. I've heard people t- say, oh, there's never been any WWE champions that were black. No, sorry, wrong. You got Mark Henry. He was a world heavyweight champion. I mean, name some others. I mean, this well, you had The Rock. Yeah, but he was you know he's half African American, half Samoan. Samoan. Yeah, he's um, Samoan African American. I can't think you know, of another. Like, uh, was Booker T a WWE heavyweight? Booker champion? T was a heavyweight champion. He, he had won. the he held the WCW title when they went under. Yeah, but now he held the. I'm talking in the WWE. He I don't held, remember him. He was King Booker in the WWE. He, um, I don't, I don't remember ever him ever holding. I know he when he was doing the King Booker thing, that he uh, never. Him and The Rock feuded for that World Heavyweight Title for a little while. Yeah, but I don't think he ever got over on it. I don't know. As my dog tries to get up on the couch, she's having some trouble. Aww. Anyway, come here, Lola. You know, it's it's really interesting that though. a company has <laughs> Tito Santana. Do you remember his gimmick? He was the bullfighter. He was a matador. Yeah, I mean, and it's you know, it was uh, it was him and uh, Rick Martel were strike force and stuff, and then they had and, they and had this the, is I'm on Periscope French Canadians, right? That, uh, the Rougeau brothers, the fucking Mountie, the Mountie. Um, they were get, they were going to get sued by uh, they were going to get sued by the uh, the uh, Canadian Mounted Police. That's why the Mountie had to go away. Um, George out on Periscope commented that the only 
African American champion that's listed on WWE.com is The Rock. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, this is the co- they fired Hulk Hogan for. So they've er- they've erased the history of the world heavyweight title, apparently. Yes. Wow. Well, no, well, I don't know if they've erased Hogan from that. Um, what about Ron Simmons? He was a WCW champion. He never Doesn't. Uh, <laughs> we're t- I'm talking right now. The WWE is the one that has fired Hulk yeah, Hogan yeah, for his racist yeah. comments. True. True. And it does. It's not a good look for them, in my opinion. Yeah, especially when you have the I'll, Mexicals. I'll, yeah, I'll agree. I'll um, agree with that. You know, but but still, we can't. They've kind of they've kind of painted themselves into this corner. Really, yeah, they really have. You know, and it's bad because you know they can hindsight's twenty twenty all the time. But you know, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Freaking Hogan losing his mind or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> You know, and and he even came out and apologized that he, and said, you know, I shouldn't have well, said what I said and everything. And but, there have been you know. folks like um, Kamala has come out in defense yeah, of Hulk Hogan. Kamala of all people. Um, and a lot of, and Jim Ross had a, if, if you haven't listened to Jim Ross's thoughts on the topic of Hulk Hogan, please go and listen to it because it's very well put. It's um, very well stated. Just please go listen to that because it, Jim Ross breaks it down in a very, very uh, correct way. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, he shouldn't have said what he said. It's, no. it's bottom line, you know. No. Bottom line, what he said was wrong to say. But at the same time, he thought he was in private, you know. He thought he could let loose with stuff. Right. You know. And, you know, if when you think you can let loose with stuff, you let loose with stuff. That's pretty much all there is to it. Now, and I'm not saying what he, you know, what he said was still horrible, but... Man, it's just, it's a very, very sticky situation. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, people have to be very careful defending him sometimes, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the, um, a lot of the, a lot of the defense I've seen, they've just never seen Hogan as a racist guy. Um, Patrick, who was kicked off of Tough Enough this week, said he talked to Hogan. Mm -hmm. And to him, he never thought Hogan was racist because Hogan pulled him aside. And and told him like, buddy, you're gonna make you can make it in this business. Do not give up. And you know, no one told him to go do that. Hulk just went and talked to the guy. Well, uh, I'm looking up at. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I try to get most of my uh, backstage wrestling news from uh, you know what I consider good sources, and one of the good sources I have used over the past, golly, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years has been WrestleZone.com. And I thought I'd just jump on there and get get an example of who all is defending Hogan right now. But one of their leading stories... (laughs) uh, Let's see. Bay News 9 has released more racist comments from Hulk Hogan, but this time the comments were made during a conversation Hogan had with his son Nick while Nick was serving an eight-month sentence in jail. George says WrestleZone is the source. The source, yes. The source. The, the is in all capital, which means it is the creme de la creme, people. They, they really do. They WrestleZone usually investigates stuff pretty good and, and makes sure that it's real before they start posting stuff. And if they if they post something and they realize it's, it's fake or false or whatever, they'll take it down and apologize for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, they they do a lot of good, you know, getting interviews and different things yeah, like maybe, that. Maybe maybe we can reach out and get one of them. Maybe on the air. maybe so can reach out. But yeah, I'm yeah I'm not gonna say what was said in this. But well, holy no, crap! Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 we're not it's going there not, at all. Yeah. Um. Someone did say nice loot crate shirt that you have on there. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, my loot crate. I get recognized as a loot crater everywhere, man. <laughs> I got recognized in Kroger the other night when I had my Optimus Prime shirt on. Um, we went to <clears throat> we went downtown to eat, not downtown. We went to Midtown and we wait, ate at uh, Babalu's. Mm-hmm. And when we get left the parking garage, there's a dude in a Kevin Owens shirt. I'm like, dude, your shirt's awesome. Mm-hmm. I know you don't agree, but well, my uh, my other shirt, I, I've got a I've got a Dungeons and Dragons shirt as well. And <laughs> one of the guys from Loot Crate actually um, recognized the shirt. As I was sitting in Cracker Barrel over off I forty and Canada Road, and came up to me, and he goes, "Dude, I make the videos for Loot Crate." Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that's awesome. I love that you're a loot crater. And I'm like, I'm just wearing the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but they, it, it's hilarious though because like, uh, if I I realized if I ever get fired from Walgreens. All I have is Walgreens uniforms in my closet. If I ever get fired from Walgreens, I'm going to have to go out and buy an entire wardrobe. Or, you know, you could really mess with, go to some Walgreens and mess with people's heads. Uh, yeah, really. But uh, if I ever get fired from Walgreens, I'm going to have I'm going to have nothing in my closet that I can wear. Well, Loot Crate has constantly been sending me shirts. So it's a great outlet to not have to go shopping. Did, well, did you know there's now Wrestle Crate? Really? You can, uh, I'm gonna have like, to look that it, one up. It's like loot crate, but with professional wrestling. Oh, uh, there's a there's a crate for just about everything. Oh yeah. Now, so, um, I my wife, who is so incredibly awesome, ordered me a couple of shirts off Pro Wrestling Tees. Oh yeah. Dot com. I got me a Jericho shirt, and I That's got this nice. awesome. I ha- they haven't come in yet, but I'm getting this Jake the Snake shirt that says How to DDT. Yes, and I love I it. Cannot wait to get that, um, uh, shirt in. So. But yeah, it's uh, it's a really, it's really cool. You know, uh, Loot Crate is the number one subscription box. Yeah. So and they just sent me a Batman box, so I was like, yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. And the next one's gonna be villains, oh. so we can only imagine what's what's gonna be in yeah. that one. Maybe Joker. Eh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they they're really cool. They send me a lot of good shirts and stuff. So plug for Loot Crate. Yeah. Hashtag Loot Crate. Thanks, Loot Crate. <laughs> <laughs> man we're plugging everybody tonight. yeah except us yeah <laughs> go to that amazon link for god's sake <laughs> they have pro wrestling gear i'm sure you yeah. can buy on amazon amazon.com somebody said loot crate is dope we're, we're yeah. kind of losing control here anyway um, what were we on we were on hogan we you were on hogan so, yeah something about nick yeah he apparently i i guess i'm taking this from a visit that he did let me get back on that page there. But uh, let's see. May of 2008, Nick was serving eight months eight month jail sentence after he got into a car accident, which left his friend John Graziano seriously injured and requiring 24-hour medical care for the rest of his life. Penelope Chamber released two weeks' worth of recorded phone calls made in the jailhouse, and upon listening to the calls again, the following can be heard between Hogan and Nick, and it goes into the transcript of the calls and in this and in that. Yeah... So, again, he thought he was in private, and he wasn't. So, you know, it's just, it, you just got to be wary of your if surroundings. You're, if you're famous in this day and age, for God's sakes, use some common sense and watch what you say right. all the time. Now, now, let me ask you this. <laughs> Should he be get the Benoit treatment because of this? He won't get the Benoit treatment for long. Um, I don't know if you if you saw the numbers on this, uh, but WWE stock dropped that day. Yeah, they dropped, and it was estimated they lost fifty million dollars on Hogan. So I mean, yeah, they're covering their bases, but they're losing money, and this is a money game. Uh, pro wrestling is a money game. And, you know, when when Hogan and uh, Vince had their huge falling out. They came back and they turned that into an angle, right? Because they they could make money out of it. They realized, hey, yeah, we patch things up, but you know what? We can make money out of this, right? Let's not, you know, let's not let everybody in that we patch things up. Let's make this into an angle, okay? And they did, and they made money out of it, you know. And then they went on and did the Mister America Hogan thing, you know, where he was wrestling under a mask and everything, and then. I guess them they had a huge falling out again, and he got fired or whatnot or whatever. What happened? I don't know, but you know, That's it's 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 always funny because it's like you know they always tell everybody never say never <laughs> in the WWE. That's fifty million reasons to show that Hogan doesn't exist right now. Yeah. So, uh, is, that, is that something somebody said on George said that George said that? Okay. <laughs> good 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 line, George. Good line. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, but yeah, Hogan, Hogan's damaged goods now. So, like, do we look back on WrestleMania three and Andre the Giant look like a trip? <laughs> you saw that meme too. <laughs> yeah. That was I. I posted that. I found that in the comments section 
of uh, one of the one of the uh, posts that were you know people were editing Hogan out of stuff and everything. It was like who could ever forget that epic moment at WrestleMania three when Andre the Giant tripped <laughs> and it had Hogan edited out of the body slam moment. It was like oh that's great. Yeah. I I reposted that several times. <laughs> <laughs> that was too good not to share. Um, this week on Raw, um, they had like a couple of pay per view quality matches. Yeah, uh, Cena and Rollins. Mm-hmm. They had a great match that, like we talked about earlier, busted John Cena's nose real good. So yeah. now he's gonna maybe hit, maybe they'll give John Cena like that old Cody Rhodes gimmick. Ah, <laughs> face mask. <laughs> oh, you, you shattered my face. You sh- um, <laughs> Divas man, you know since this Dev- diva revolution has happened, it's been nothing but amazing. Yeah. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Sasha Banks, man. This is your future of Divas Wrestling. Yes. I am so ready for Bailey to get the call up. Yes. Um, Emma to come back with this new character she's doing in NXT, mm-hmm. which have you seen it? No. She's not doing the dancing bubbling gimmick. She's pretty much a bitch. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it is, it's It's. very suiting. Well, the, Her I, and Dana Brooke are teaming up. It's actually sad to see that because I think the, I think the bubbly gimmick would get over on the main <laughs> roster. Well, they tried it. They did? Yeah. When he came, she was coming in with Cesaro? Not Cesaro. Santino? She was coming out and she was doing her dancing thing. And, that was, you know, I'm doing the, 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 No, no, no. You're talking about Emma, not yeah, Bailey. Not, not Bailey. Bailey. No, I'm, no, sorry, no. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Bailey. Wrong diva. <laughs> yeah. Now, when Bailey comes out on Raw, that's, that's, I've already said, like, you know. That's going to get over immediately. Yeah. That yeah. needs to be done right now. Well, she, and she's possible. another one of those, ch- she plays to the crowd. Yep. She she finds those kids in the audience, gives them her headband or the snap bracelet. And she's got that she's got that broken uh, hand or wrist or I think whatever. She's over it so, now. So yeah, yeah, they may be just rehabbing her right now to be sure she's one hundred percent before. Well, they she's she's challenging pull the trigger. She's challenging for the NXT title. Actually, she's I think at NXT Takeover Brooklyn, she's going to be and correct me if I'm wrong out there, Periscope. She's going to be fighting Charlotte at NXT Takeover. I think so, and then mm-hmm. you know she wants to be sure she can. She wants to prove herself by beating Charlotte, and then she'll. Yeah. Now, one thing I don't like that they're doing with Sasha Banks, and uh, is that she's not wearing the NXT title on Raw and SmackDown. I don't like that either. I think I think they need to. She needs to be carrying that title. You need to you need to put your champions on exhibition. It doesn't matter what brand they're in. Right. You need to have your champions on exhibition. If the if the NXT tag team champions show up, you need to have the titles on them. They're the NXT Tag Champions. That's just more viewers for the network that you're plugging for. Right. So I, I don't know who the marketing genius behind that was. We'll just blame Kevin Dunn. Yeah, blame Kevin Dunn. There you go. <laughs> That's something I'll, I'll let you blame Kevin Dunn on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, like, we, we're we're going to blame Kevin Dunn for so many things, and then eventually we're going to find out that he hasn't worked for WWE in like 20 years or something <laughs> crazy sits, like that. You he know? just sits at a desk and people walk by and say, hey, Kevin. Yeah. 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 He's like the front receptionist or something. <laughs> Did you hear about uh, the big news at NXT TakeOver? Who's going to be coming on the show? What's that? Um, Tyler Breeze. Okay. Is going to be taking on Jushin Thunder Liger. Oh, yes, I did see that. Yeah. Yes. It, it, I think it's a start of a working relationship between New Japan Pro Wrestling and NXT. Not it won't be with anything on Raw. Yeah. But that's you know, A that pisses off Ring of Honor. Yes. Cuz I think those two have working relationships, yes. but man, it makes NXT a lot more exciting cuz mm-hmm. Jushin Thunder Liger is one of my favorite cruiserweights back. I see that they're they're extending out. They're they're branching out. They're getting guys from Japan, you know. Maybe they'll go over into India more, you know. They had they had Kali. I'm sure they can get more guys from India and England and well, stuff like that, you and know. And hopefully they can get guys that actually can move yeah. like Kali. Yeah, yeah. Who spend most of their match right in the middle of the ring? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it was actually sad to see Kali backstage. Really, it was. But you know, that George says that dude was wrestling when I was a kid. Check him for PEDs. Well, George, you can see that he has um, put on a little bit of weight, but as far as I know, he can still move. Liger, L- Liger, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I love the NXT Takeover events because they're always so good. Any NXT show, any good. NXT show is awesome. NXT in Memphis, mm-hmm. NXT in Memphis, NXT in Memphis. We where will... would you have it? Mid South Coliseum. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Minglewood Hall, maybe. No, I don't know. Delta, the Delta Fair area, the Agri Center. The Lander Center? Is it the... The Agri Not Center. the Agri Center, no. Agri Center, Agri Center, Agri Center is not a good arena type setting. Uh, how about how about an outside show at AutoZone Park? They don't like doing baseball stadiums. WWE doesn't. Mm. So that's now if it was GFW, uh, which I Jarrett's did. people, I'd I'd uh, I'd say yeah, you're probably going to see that. Uh, yeah, I, I, hopefully there. Brandon Baxter is a part of that, mm-hmm. and hopefully we can get him on the show. But they I'll, got a new show coming out called Amped. Yeah, they're getting so, some TV. There's another. And, there's another TV show coming out. Know, Jeez, I, I'm really hoping that you know it's another chance for something. Maybe to someday, way down the road, to compete with the WWE because nothing is going to compete with it. No, right now you, you're better off trying to fight NXT. Than Didn't you they are. film that in Vegas? I think. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the, the first show they filmed out in Vegas, um, but they had a good crowd for it too. Yeah, uh, and so. I heard it was a very very hyped crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they have a talented roster. Oh yeah. Well, I mean. Considering the talent that WWE has let go over the years and everything else, and the people who are still relevant in the business, like Chris Masters, mm-hmm. um, Carlito, is he involved? I he I, I don't know if he is, but man, he could, do very not well get me be. do not get me excited about Carlito because I love Carlito, dude. He is he's he's like one of the coolest people ever. So. More than likely, George Jarrett will push himself in this company too. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Jeff Jarrett is has realized his time as a wrestler is coming to an end. Yeah. And it's time to start, you know, moving towards the next guy. But he's had a damn, he's had a long career. Now I'll 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 point this out too, um for for George. And I'll I'll bring this point up too. If you ever see like the the Triple H special on the network, you need to watch that. Because as you're going through it, and I didn't like Triple H. I didn't like the fact that he was out there every week, you know, face of, of, you know, face of the program, and he's the authority and everything, and he's telling everybody what to do. I didn't like it. And before I watched this, I saw that, I saw it like everybody else sees it. I see it like, you know, he's just out there because he's married to Stephanie and da-da-da-da-da. You know that side of it. I was I only saw that that point of view. Now, when you watch that Triple H special on the network, you start to see he doesn't trust anybody else to get these people over mm-hmm. like he can. Mm-hmm. And I think that that reflects the same thing in Jeff Jarrett. He doesn't hope, trust. So. Yeah. He doesn't trust other people to get people over like he can. Uh, so, you know and. You know, uh, and as far as Triple H the character goes, mm-hmm. I still love the way he was portrayed in wrestling isn't wrestling. Mm-hmm. That Max Landis video, yes, yes, because like it, it, the way his character evolved to where, yes, he couldn't fight for the title anymore, so he was just going to control everything. Who can who can <laughs> fight for the title? <laughs> yeah, and and that was a, if you have not seen it, I highly recommend YouTube Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. It is a great story. Tons of cameos. Colt Cabana. Um, Chris Saban, I think, sent it. A bunch of wrestlers, so go check that out. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I again, you know, as you go through and you get to the end of the uh, Triple H thing, I can't remember if it's like Thy Kingdom Come or King of Kings or whatever it is. I think it's Thy uh, Kingdom Come yeah, okay. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, as you get towards the end of the special, you start realizing, hey, this guy, he just wants to be a part of the wrestling business. You know, and he he's so involved in it, and he wants to know and learn every aspect of it. That you know, it it is it's it it's basically consumed him. You know, wrestling has consumed Paul Levesque, mm-hmm. and he wants to be a part of it. So I honestly can't think of after watching the network special and everything. I honestly can't think of a better person to take over for Vince. I yeah, really can't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at what the job, what job, he, what a good job he's done with NXT, which is an amazing job. Yeah, you know, he might be the one to walk in there and fire twenty of the thirty writer team that's on the team. You know, <laughs> twenty of the thirty writers that's on the damn writing team. He might be the one to walk in there and do that the well, day after so. he takes over. You know, so I mean, but you know, 
Time will tell. Yep. You know. All right. Well, I think we are going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, as always, when I remember, we like to finish up with our Superstar of the Week. Dan, your Superstar of the Week. John Cena for continuing with a busted nose. That's actually John Cena for continuing with the broken nose. And not pulling a Sin car and going, oh, my finger's dislocated <laughs> in the match, in the match. <laughs> Thank you for watching uh, on Periscope. I know you only, and oh, George says his is uh, Sasha, duh. Sorry, yeah, you're, you're right. You're hell right. yeah, hell Every yeah. Week, that one right. too, that one too. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To, uh, we The episode's actually a little bit longer. We just started recording to uh, th- halfway through. But uh, we're going to talk to you guys next week. Um, I'm going to let you guys know, uh, li- maybe a little teaser. Next week we have, uh, for me, this is going to be like a super huge interview that I'm I excited gotta about. i got to brush up because I haven't seen the But natural. I don't want to say his name just yet. Oh. We're going to tease it. Well, you said it earlier. Oh, did I? Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, we're going to be talking to Mike Sanders from the National <laughs> You already I'm said the worst it. podcast host ever. You already said it earlier. You already gave it so, away. It's not a surprise anymore. So, but yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go brush up on my natural born thrillers. It's been so long since I've seen them. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, however you're listening to this podcast. Be sure to head over to oversellpodcast.com and check out the Amazon link there. Buy some stuff off Amazon, and then you can say you supported this podcast. Once again, thank you for listening to the Oversell Podcast. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shrope Nuts. I am at One Dangerous Dan. Thanks, folks. We'll talk to you next week.